hey, Cubs fans. It's going to be a sad edition of Cubs on Tap because not only did the Cubs lose today and not only is the inevitable coming, uh, it's already happening for those that maybe haven't heard or potentially weren't on Twitter. Chicago Cubs have traded Anthony Rizzo to the New York Yankees. Um, honest to God, I, Cody, you can correct me if I'm wrong in this. I don't even think we're going to talk about the game much at all, if at all. I don't even – cool, Patrick Wisdom and Willie Contreras went deep. That's about the only cool things that happened today. Um, but, sir, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it over to you, buddy, because I, I know we both got a lot of pain to get out on this microphone, so I'll let you lead it off. Brother. And when I say brother, I really do look at you like a brother. Today fucking sucks. Today is a day that we're going to remember for years to come. Before we fucking started, I literally said, I was like, you know, if it's, you know, whenever the Cubs are contending again, we're going to remember this day. We're going to remember the pain from today. I don't know when the Cubs are going to be good again. And who knows? The Cubs could still re-sign Anthony Rizzo in the offseason if they really if they really want to, which that's all we have left now is to hold out hope for that. But I just you kind of said it earlier, man, like before we started, you just didn't expect it. It came out of nowhere. We 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 quite literally like prepared our bodies for we prepared our, our souls and our bodies for Chris Bryant to be traded. As mm-hmm. much as I've been on the extend KB train all uh, like all year, all previous years beforehand, like I prepared myself, mm. but I really, really, really did not think the Cubs are going to trade Anthony Rizzo. I did not think they were going to do that. And I mean, that's the big breaking news right now, right? Um, it sucks. Uh, the two prospects the, the Cubs got from the Yankees, the number nine and number 12 in their system. That's fine. That's cool. We can talk about that here in a little bit. But right now, like, this is the, like, I can't, I'm never going to be able to express the appreciation I have for Anthony Rizzo. You know, me and you, yeah. I've only known you for a few years, but the way I've gotten to know you, one reason that me and you are are close is because we fucking live and die by the Cubs in the summer. And for so many years, man, so many goddamn years, this team was a joke. This mm-hmm. team was the laughing stock of baseball. Mm-hmm. This team was the, you know, everything mm-hmm. that you could just make a joke about. And it all changed when Anthony Rizzo became a Cub. Whether it's when he got called up or when Theo Epstein made like made the you know the the call up for him in like the summer of 2012, I want to say it was 2012. Yep, 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 yep. Like there, I like I said, there just isn't there isn't words to describe what he means to me. Like not only as a fan, but just like as you know, just someone who purely just likes people who are good people. <laughs> this guy donates millions of dollars to, to to cancer patients. He has done everything right 
when it comes to representing an organization, since the moment he put the Cubs uniform on, everything. He's never done one thing that he shouldn't have done. There are people who might disagree with that, but over the the freaking over the grand scheme of it all, he has done everything that you would want the face of your organization to do and be. And I I, <laughs> I just don't fucking know how to feel right now other than sad. I am so goddamn sad, Ron. We don't deserve this as fans. We don't, like, he, like, I tweeted earlier, like, I was going to go on a big giant rant, in which I am still, but a little preview of it is the fact that he didn't play today in the last home, like the last game of the homestand and mm-hmm. potentially, which not even potentially anymore. It was like, it was his last game at Wrigley field today. And he didn't even get a pinch hit appearance. Didn't even get a defensive replacement. He mm-hmm. sat the entire day. And he doesn't get the proper, uh, Send off. He's going to the Yankees. He's not even like the Yankees aren't coming to Wrigley. And then we don't like who knows where he goes in the offseason. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully the Cubs can can get you know talk to him and see if we can work something out. But the it is a goddamn shame, man, that we are sitting here talking about this right now. We knew the trades were coming, mm-hmm. we knew it was coming, but to for it to end today like it did today is a slap in the face to me and you mm-hmm. by Jed Hoyer or David Ross. I don't know, a mixture of both of them and a slap in the face to just the entire city of Chicago because that guy, that guy alone deserves like a 30-minute standing ovation, man. Like a fucking, the, the biggest like a, a record-breaking standing ovation because of what he means to the city, being part of the team that that broke that 108-year co- curse, catching the final out in Game 7 of the World Series, all of giving, the goddamn moments that giving, we have fucking giving, seen. Giving Ricketts that baseball, too. Giving Ricketts the baseball. What, five gold gloves? Something around there? Two or three time All Star, the model of consistency. I know this year he has not been the Anthony Rizzo we know, but over the course of his career, he has literally been everything that you would want out of a baseball player for a team that you like. This is just not how it's supposed to end, man. This is not how it's supposed to end, and I'm fucking sad, man. I'm just I, I'm fucking sad. Like I just. This this I is like, I don't even have words anymore. Like I, I said basically part of my piece, and I want to give you time to talk, but like that's the summary of how things are in this current moment as we're sitting here at 603 Central Standard Time. Uh, you know, just not even an hour since the trade was made, you know. Like this just sucks. It does suck, and 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 quickly I'll I'll lead off with reading this comment. Uh, 
Sean Donald film says, my 17-month-old wanted me to say fuck Tom Ricketts and Rizzo for life. She's very advanced. And uh, I love it. I think that's awesome. I think that's hysterical. You know, honestly, I am heartbroken. I am heartbroken because, like you said, Anthony Rizzo is the epitome. He is the present-day Mr. Cub, and there's a reason that we have said that for as long as we've said that. And I'm right there with you. When he... When he, you know, debuted with the Cubs and you felt that sense of hope and there's going to be change and he's going to be part of this future. And he was and he was there for 16. And he, like you said, he was the model of consistency. But on top of all that, it just literally one of the best human beings off the field. Literally everything you ever could ask for in an athlete to look up to for kids, for just people to use as an example of who people should be. Anthony Rizzo is the consummate professional. That dude is, like you said, we were we were mentally prepared for KB. We were mentally prepared for Baez. We were mentally prepared for Kimbrel. None of us were mentally prepared for Anthony Rizzo. Because even with the reports coming out, we all still said bullshit. Yeah. And it's not bullshit anymore. No. He's, he's a Yankee. And... And it sucks because I'm right there with you, and I know you're going to go off, and and, and I'm going to let you go off. Like, well, uh, the fact you, he you didn't s- get that standing O today is blasphemy. And we do have a friend, so we'll, we'll go ahead and add him. Add I him was going to say, are we going to let I Juice in and let him get his piece in? Dude, just is there any tall buildings near I'm at? I'm near Mokina. Um, if somebody <laughs> could direct me to the nearest uh, skyscraper around here to jump off of. <laughs> Um, pretty bad guys. Uh, this one I think is going to hurt the most. I think all of us will agree on that. You know, as as you look at KB, he still holds a a dear place in my heart, but it's like, this was the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. The whole run. I know you guys probably got your own thoughts, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to just really quick jump in and just consult with you guys and just kind of take in some some good talk about you know the good times and i know this doesn't like end his run here my hope is that you know they can re-sign him again but it would be uh it'd be so cubs of the last couple years to mess this up again and to have him go somewhere else Mm -hmm. and it's just i'm i said it i tweeted it i said that you know, cue the cue, cue Alter Bridge, you know. And I'll tell you what, man, I didn't think when this time fully came that I would be this emotional about it. But I have pent up anger. I have sadness. And I think that a lot of the fan base feels the same. And this can't be good for the business side of it either. You know, this is just something that sets you back. Because I saw an interesting tweet. After all that's happened, who wants to play for this team now? When you treat your superstars like this, who may who wants to come? You know, when when you're a pillar of Chicago and you're somebody who brought a World Series championship to a team that, let's be honest, a lot of us never thought would win, and then you're treated like you don't even get in at bat. And you're last, and they know they're going to trade you. Yeah, it's, it's outrageous. And that's 
Go ahead. Sorry. Go and ahead. Finish I, up. That's why, like, when, when I look at what's going on on this team, I just – I wonder how committed the fan base stays. And I think that that's a dangerous, dangerous spot for the Cubs, for us as a podcast, and for, you know, the whole Wrigley area. I mean, let's be honest, it, it thrives on when the Cubs are good. And, yeah, man, I'm, I have so many different thoughts on this and so much shock that I didn't think he would go, but it's just it's so sad. Yeah. Well, to me, to me, it would be a, it probably, well, it wouldn't, it's not, it wasn't going to be easy, but to me, it would have been a little bit easier if he would have at least been able to get in at bat or just get in the game today, because we do know that they were talking with the Red Sox. The Yankees came out of nowhere and made this deal done. But, you know, we knew that they were in talks with the Red Sox. So while I while I say that, like, I wasn't, like, mentally or prepared for it, I also wouldn't have been exactly shocked if it happened either because of the talk. But what I think genuinely the, the pain for me is the fact that he didn't get in at bat or anything today. He didn't get his moment. That's why I'm pissed. That's why I'm sad. That's why everything juice you just said about the the organization and everything. This is like Sammy Sosa not coming back to Wrigley type shit. Like this is like it, in my opinion is around that level of type of stuff because when you talk about guys in the organization who have meant so much to the fans and so much to even players who played with him for that, for them to not play him today or just give him an at-bat? Like, I'm not even asking for that much. I'm asking for an at-bat so he can get the standing O that he deserved because that's why everyone at Wrigley today, that's they were literally chanting, uh, we want Brizzo or whatever, you know? That's, that's why I'm so pissed off and sad and just broken because – well, we're never going to get the moment now. The the moment, who knows when it comes. If he signs with the National League team next year, fine. I, I mean, if he resigns with the Cubs, cool, fine. Then I will get past this in a sense. But like to me, right now in this moment, it it feels like it feels like the organization just doesn't know how to take care of players that have been a big part of the organization and have brought it success. Yeah, they have relationships with Billy Williams and Andre Dawson, and, you know, they had one with Ernie Banks and uh, Fergie Jenkins. Like, and and, and I, I guess they had a, they have a decent one with Mark Grace. Like, fine, and in other players too. But, like, we're talking about Anthony Rizzo, the guy who caught the last out of Game 7 of the World Series, a World Series that took 108 years to win. We're talking about a guy that deserves a goddamn statue right next to Ernie Banks. Like a legit statue. You always say build the statue next to Ernie Banks for literally anyone. But legit. This time, it's a legit statue. Anthony Rizzo deserves one right next to Ernie Banks, right outside the marquee. And this is how it ends today. That is so fucking soft, so fucking agonizing. Like, that's like to me, that's why I'm so sad and just upset. Because he didn't even get a chance to say goodbye. Yeah. He's going to tweet something or post something on Instagram. Cool. Great. Bullshit. That would have been great to go with it too. But like 
to not get the the moment with the fans that paid to go like the people who went to the game today. Three fourths of them went because they wanted to see Brian and Rizzo and probably Baez. At least they got one of them, I guess. Yeah, spineless, right? It's it almost is. Like it's it, it, <laughs> and I. Everybody can say, "Oh, well, they're it's an asset. You're afraid of it getting hurt." If that's the case, you tell them not that like, these games fucking matter anymore. You know they're not contending. You tell KB and Chris to go up there and take three strikes down the middle. I could care less if their last at bats is strikeout. Yeah, but at least let them stand up there and have their ovation and get to walk to the plate and we get to clap to Rizzo's song for the last time. And that's it's bullshit. It is, and you know, I always I always look to like my family after because they're also huge Cubs fans. And I just gotten off the phone with my mom, who is the biggest Rizzo fan ever. She loves Anthony Rizzo. Mm-hmm. Almost to the point where she grew up like going to games in the 80s, and Rizzo is about to ex- replace Ryan, Ryan Sandberg. And that's, yeah. that's saying yeah. something, because Ryan Sandberg is maybe the greatest Cub to ever put on the uniform. I forgot and, to mention Ryan Sandberg in terms of guys who have yeah. good relationships with the Cubs still. My bad. Right. But I asked her, I said, you know, after having the conversation where he's going, you know, are you going to go to games? Are you going to spend money? And she goes, the Cubs aren't going to get any of my money for a long time. And that's, it's a dangerous spot. And we're talking about a team that is already financially worried because they've mortgaged around the ballpark. This is dangerous. Like you're, you're literally pissing off the 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 fandom that you're gonna need to carry you through the second half when Rafael Ortega is leading off for your ball club, right? Which is fine. Like I'm okay. They're not contending, but to not give the guys who earned it, like you said, Cody, their due, just speaks on how a a lovable company that the Cubs were prior to winning the World Series has turned corporate big market. Yeah. And they have always been a big market, but with this undertone that they're the lovable losers and their fans love their players. It's almost like within the span of six months, Ricketts has ripped all of that out. And it's almost like it's become just a, an assembly line for a company. And that's not how you... That's not how you do the how you do business for the guys who pretty much paved the way for you guys to to sit and, and have all this revenue coming back eventually from the team from Marquee. And that's it's just it's bad business. And I think that's what really pisses me off because like we get it, the trade stuff was gonna come, but to not reward the guys who put in the work the the effort i mean let's face it guys 2012 anthony rizzo was sitting you know in triple a grinding they didn't know if they're going to win a world series mm-hmm. but the fact that he's given time to worry children's hospital mm-hmm. to give the cubs a good you know a, a good image in the in the neighborhood to give back as much as he did with the foundations and they're going to do the same thing to Chris Bryant. You could add them him to the same, to the same you know card that I'm talking about here. But to do that and all the extra work that they do, it makes you feel like 
they don't care about if they don't care about them do they really give a shit about you you know and i get it you're just a fan but that's not how this organization organization was run for so many years prior to it and i i'm not the one i've said on this on this podcast and i've legit defended tom ricketts in terms of the financials this move has nothing to do with financials and has everything to do with relationships and that's when i draw the line because these guys earned it and i i can't sit here and defend them after this i'm not, i'm i'm really pissed off if they don't go to these guys after the offseason and make them the highest paid cubs huge problem huge huge problem because if you're going to have these guys go out like this and then not bring them back man you're in danger of anybody ever coming back yeah Absolutely. And Juice, I, I love that your mom feels the same way because I literally got a text message as soon as the trade happened of my mom saying, I'm heartbroken. I'm burning all my cub shit because <laughs> she is right there, you know, with it. And Juice, thanks for popping in, buddy. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm emotional, too. Like, I couldn't even finish talking. I, I had to bring Juice in because I'm because, again, like you said, Cody, and it, it's so true. Like, we all mentally prepared ourselves for KB. As much as we all love him, we, you know, for, for, you know, for all the other guys. And yeah, Juice, I, I feel you, buddy. Oh, I, I just clicked it. Sorry, man. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you had to leave. About the, yeah. I mean, because. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's Here's just. Here's There's the just some some guys just like they're just different, you know. We're gonna be telling our non-existent kids currently one day <laughs> about Anthony Rizzo, man. Like, like that's like that's the thing. Like that's that's the goddamn thing. And for this to end like this, like I will stand the Cubs, man. I will fucking stand them. I fucking love them. They are the only thing I love more in this world than fucking than the fucking Cubs is the girl that's sick in bed right now. That is literally it. My entire life, I have loved the goddamn Cubs more than anything in my goddamn life. And for them to do what they did today like they did it is just fucking, like I said, a slap in the face. It's a fucking slap in the face, man. And it is. And I think... I think the reason, again, that it's even worse is, you know, this isn't the, you know, this isn't the Boston Red Sox where you've won four titles now. And sure, that 2004 title will always hold near and dear to those Red Sox fans' hearts because that's the one that broke, you know, the Bambino curse and, and, and all those curses that, you know, the Red Sox organization claimed to have. But, like, the Cubs got one. And so that one, people latch on to. You know what I mean? My whole family we should. We yeah, rightfully my, should. And and like for example, my whole family are all Cubs fans. Like I can I can rerun in my head every moment that I experienced during the game seven and then afterwards. I can recite it to you like it's a poem. Because for a lot of people, it's a life altering event. Yeah. Yeah. And and now literally is the face of the franchise is gone. 
Just yep. and like you said, and there wasn't even a thanks, Riz. There wasn't even a at least come into the on deck circle and get fucking applauded. It was nothing. It's this this like there's gonna be conspiracy theories about this for the rest of the season, man. Like like I like if this is on David Ross, if David if this entire thing is on David Ross, which at the at the end of the day, we may never know. A lot of people are gonna blame David Ross for this. I pretty much blame it half of it on him and half of it on Jed Hoyer. Like yeah. the front office and and David Ross. I'm like, willing I'm willing to bet more of it's on the front office. And I only reason I say that is because they probably told Ross don't play him today. And I know and let's be honest, Ross loves these guys. These are all like yeah. Ross's kids to him. Right. Of course he wanted to play both of them today. You know what right. I mean? His hands were tied. Fuck, the only reason Javi Baez played today is because Nico Horner's hurt. Yeah. Otherwise, Nico would have been out at shortstop too. Yeah. All three of them would have rode the bench today. And that and I I honestly I I know there's a lot of hate for Ross right now, and I've seen a lot of it. I can only have a sliver maybe of upset toward Ross because I am willing to bet you that Hoyer came down and talked to him in the morning and more or less gave him the figure to put the cuffs on. You're limited to what you can do today with the lineup. Yeah. But, but And again, I understand to an extent, but to just not even give them the moment. Not even in that bad. Like to not even get a pinch hit? Hell, let Riz go play fucking first base in the top of the ninth inning. Can't let him get three like help get three outs? Like nothing? Absolutely nothing. It's I get it if it's Kembrel, Ryan Tapera, who was also traded. I get that. Andrew Chafin. I get it, brother. But when it comes to to Anthony Rizzo, he doesn't get he doesn't get any of it. Does it doesn't get that? That's that's something fans will never forget, man. That's something the fans will never forget. And honestly, you know, I'm a never forget, never forgive type guy. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to forgive something like this. The only way that I might be able to forgive this is if they find a way to to bring him back in the offseason. That's yeah. the only way. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's it's boomer bust on that because again, Rizzo's not having the best season of his career. But if there's the opportunity and you can and and his market is affordable for your franchise, which they don't their payroll is going to be towards the bottom of the league outside of paying Jason Hayward. So if they if they if they're not even in the running for him and he gets paid something that you're kind of like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Like if he ends up getting paid like, you know, four or five year deal somewhere between 80 and 100 million dollars, at least that's, you know, right here right now as we're talking right now, like to me that that sounds like what his market's going to be. If he gets something like that and the Cubs aren't in the running for it, I'm never going to forget this day. And I, you know, I wouldn't blame Riz if he just didn't want to ever have anything to do with the organization again either. That might be pushing it because it's just one day and it's, you know, a random day. But to not to not get that moment with the fans, like people, you when people look back at Derek Jeter's career, when you watch the highlights, they always bring up the last game where he had a walk-off hit. Mm-hmm. We're, under, I understand Derek Jeter is 
No, I'm I'm not even trying to downplay it. Like Derek Jeter is literally what the, he was to the Yankees, like what Anthony Rizzo is to the Cubs. Both were the captain. You know what I mean? People, people fucking love Derek Jeter, and like the Yankees fans that day, they didn't care about winning or losing. They just cared about sending Derek Jeter off the right way. And the Cubs didn't give Anthony Rizzo that opportunity. And when Chris Bryant is traded before three o'clock tomorrow. Take, take literally take everything that I just said about this situation and pair that with Chris Bryant too, like just repeat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, I'm at a loss for words. And again, like you said, I, I really think the way today was handled with these two, especially when you know you're out of it, and you know they can come in and like you said, take three fastballs down the middle. I don't care, but. Especially the Reds know too. Like the yeah. it was seven to four. It's not like it was a one run game. If it's a one run game and he's and David Ross still doesn't put Rizzo or Brian in, then I definitely would be blaming Jed Hoyer more often. But it was like that's another thing. He's like it was seven to four. it was a three run game, ninth inning. Like nothing. Like what are the odds? I know the Cubs came back six, like what, down five or six to one against the Cardinals a week ago, whatever. But like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. And if you're trying to win games, like Ross said in the in the in the presser, you know, we're just trying to do everything we can to to win a game. Like, then why are we not putting Anthony Rizzo or Chris Bryan in the game for a pinch hit at bat? You yeah. know? Yeah. And I'm I'm with Marty here in the comments. He says I, I say we all personally go start building Anthony's statue right now. Sure, I'm I agree. Ready. It Let's deserves go. to be right next to Ernie fucking Banks, brother. It deserves to be right there tomorrow. It should be. It should be there by the end of the fucking year. I don't care what anyone says. Build the statue. Retire the number. No one is ever going to mean more to the organization. As much as I love Chris Bryant, and I think Chris Bryant is better than Anthony Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo did more than just what he did. It was it was more about what he did off the field, what he what he was like in the locker room, how he was portrayed from other players who played with him. No one has ever said a bad word about him. It's a goddamn shame, man. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Mr. I mean, literally, Mr. Cub 2.0. I mean, that's that's what Ernie it is. Banks, Ernie Banks is up in whether you're, you know, Christian, whatever or not. I'm not trying to get religious here, but he is up in the clouds, man. And he is shaking his head at what happened at Wrigley Field today, man. Mm-hmm. He is he's he's just yeah, that man's rolling in his grave right now. Yeah, he is, man. And and I would and I would love to ask all the other the other former Cubs that are still around the organization, Fergie Jenkins and Billy Williams and Ryan Sandberg and all these guys. And if ask them, like if hey, if you they you you know almost uh, Sandberg obviously didn't, but the other two did. You guys played with Ernie. Yeah. How would you feel if Ernie was getting traded at the deadline? And didn't get a moment with the fans in his last day at Wrigley Field. They would probably say that's absolute bullshit, and that should have never happened. Right. And it shouldn't have. There's just a select few of people who deserve that type of welcoming. You know what I mean? Like we talked about it 
all off season and at the end of last year about John Lester. He's one of them. He deserves like the the ovation and he got it this year. I mean, I was lucky to be there, you know, as for him as a national, but even him, man, like even him, like even even over him, Anthony Rizzo means so much more to the organization to from the fan perspective than John Lester. And then like I just some guys just you have to go above and beyond for them. Like you just have to. And when you talk about the extension talk that we've been doing for fucking three, four years, however long it's fucking been two, three years, not four years, but you know what I mean? Like the extension talk, not getting anything done with that. And then what happens today, all the other stuff that we've just, you know, when it comes to everything related to the, the organization with ownership, crime, poor pension pennies, Fucking biblical losses. Get fucked. Just get fucked with all of that. I I have I tried so hard for so long to at least understand ownership. But to not first off, to not do anything to build around the guys that we've been talking about. To literally not do it for two, three years. And then for the, for them to kick them out, to kick Rizzo out like today, there, it's going to take a lot for, for ownership to make up for this. It's going to take a lot. And I know winning cures all, but you better put a real winner out there that people actually believe in. Don't fucking just make a shock the world. You know what I mean? I want, I want expectations. I want going into next year or the year after, whatever it is, I want to believe that they're going to be good. And for the last two to three years, it's been, well, if, you know, if this works out and this works out, no, you know, the Brewers, you just never know. They 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 get real hot. They get real cold. The Cardinals, like, they, yeah, you have to rely on other teams to suck. No, I, I want 2015 to 27 or 2015 to 2018 Cubs. And I and I and I want it on a consistent fucking basis, and and get this organization back on fucking track. If you're gonna do what you did today, I'm expecting, I I my expectations go even higher, not the rest of this season, but next Looking year. Forward, like yeah. with all the money they're gonna have, with all, like if they trade Bryant Bias tomorrow, who like who are you paying? You're paying Jason Hayward. You're paying Jason it. Hayward. That's it. And you're paying Kyle Hendricks like 15 million. Not even. Not even. So, yeah, I'm expecting the Cubs to fucking put their meat on the goddamn table, like the Bears guys say, and to fucking do something this offseason and not cry poor and, and do all this shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this, I, I, I've always clinged on to like Cubs fans are just like, they're different because no matter what, they're always like they're always there for their team. They're like no matter fucking what. But for what they did today, I don't want to say that's completely out the window, but it's hard for me to like even justify any of that. It's hard. Like there's just no fucking way. But I've never been more never felt more disrespected by the Cubs than what they did today 
by not playing those two guys. And yeah. it's just it's like just not knowing the room. That's like that's what it felt like. It's just not knowing the room. Like you realize these guys, like they're going, they're they never have to buy a drink in that goddamn city ever again. And for you to just not fucking read the goddamn room, it's just it's mind blowingly stupid. Like mm-hmm. I'm so mind blown at just how that went down. I was like vaguely watching the game today at work i had it streaming at work and you know we had some cool moments you know you mentioned patrick wisdom willie going hitting one literally over the batter's eye but then the reds came back and they took what like a seven to three lead and i'm like all right well they fucked up another game but hey let's see if we get rizzo or brian up and that was literally the only reason that i was paying attention in the ninth inning man Mm -hmm. the only reason and they didn't they didn't do it. I was like, even in the seventh and eighth inning. I'm like, all right, maybe they're just holding out for like the very end of the game. Like maybe. And then to not, oh, that's just, it's, I've would said, you, I keep repeating myself. I'm w- sorry. Would you like me to make it worse for you? Would you like me to make it worse? I'm going to make it worse really quick. First off, uh, thank you, Garrett, if you are still listening. Um, I saw your your note and I, I checked my DM. So thank you for sending me that. Um, Cheryl Stout, who is a Chicago sports radio reporter. Uh, she tweeted, former Cubs first baseman, which that just tasted like fucking dog shit coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Former Cubs first baseman Anthony Rizzo is with his family and dog Kevin in Wrigley Field, likely spending time in the field, clubhouse, and dugout. Thanks, Garrett. I'm going to cry again, man. Fuck. I just and, – and see, I don't even want to talk about the return. We can talk about the return over the weekend. They got two prospects. Whoopie fucking D. They're nine and twelve in the Yankees organization. Whoopie fucking D. Neither one of them are ready this year, so I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. But just it's hard to care. It's hard to care about the return, man. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, you're okay. It, it, but it's true. It's hard to care about the return. Like you, you absolutely nailed it. Like it's it's hard to give a shit in a moment when because again, there's there's so few players in your lifetime that you cling on to, right? Like. Even in my early life, circa 2010, for me, it was like Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. You know what I mean? And then like, you know, and some of those, like that core for the Blackhawks. And then like for the Bears, it was Devin Hester and Brian Urlacher and, you know, those legends of the 2000s. And really for the Cubs, though, it wasn't Derek Lee, maybe, you know, Aramis Ramirez. You know, great players, awesome players, loved them, still love them. But again, they never won that title. Like this is... This is how I would feel if the Chicago Blackhawks traded Jonathan Taves at the trade deadline in the midway through a season and didn't play him the game before at the United Center because they didn't want him to get hurt. Like yeah. I would I would feel absolutely I don't know. Like it's just the la- the la- to to compare other sports in the city. I mean the last time I really felt like this like this feeling was when the Bulls traded Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. Like Derrick Rose, more more off like the big reason that he means so much to the city of Chicago is just because he's from Chicago. Youngest MVP ever. Chicago you know, kid. the injuries derailed him. He tried to his hardest to get back, did everything. And then the media don't let me get down that path, but the media fucking did everything they could to villainize make him a villain basically in the city. And I I credit that to a lot of why he got traded and why um you know, 
there's there's a whole lot of that, and this isn't a Bulls podcast. Go listen to Bulls on Tap. They know what I'm talking about when this come when this shit comes to talk. But like when it comes to just what they mean, like what they mean to the city, like the difference between Derrick Rose and Anthony Rizzo is like when Derrick Rose left, like he left with a better taste than fans' mouth, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that he just wasn't performing to the contract. A lot of it had to do with just people being sad that like his career was at where's was where it's at at that point when he got traded because of the injuries. And still, for me at least, it's comparable because he just was someone that he cared so much about winning and being a winning player and just doing whatever it took to win. He was never a recruiter. He never recruited like guys to come to play for the Bulls, and he got criticized for it. He also got celebrated for it. I was want someone who was celebrated for it. Rizzo was just like that's a lot of the same things for Rizzo. He just meant so much to the organization, like just going through those rebuild years, just sticking through thick and thin, believing that that team was going to be good one day, and then they were, and then they were still good after fifteen and sixteen. Grant didn't get back to the World Series, but still, like, we were just happy to be in it every fucking year. The Cubs had never done that, dude, to just be consistently in it every year, and he's the face of the franchise during that stretch? <sighs> like, that's, that, like, that's the kind of stuff, man. That's the kind of stuff that just kind of leaves you just with a really sad taste and I don't know, man, again, it just comes back to, I'm going to feel like this for the next couple months and into the off season until, until we find out like what's the market market value. And it's going to all start with how he plays with the Yankees. I don't know. We'll see how he does. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. I had to text my friends in the I group chat. There's two Yankees fans in it. I just replied. Don't like, don't talk to me the rest of the day. Don't. I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. You know, and and I, I kind of enjoyed this comment, uh, Scott from Iowa dropping in here. Cubs said they are broke, still paying twenty million of Darvish and Rizzo's salaries. Get the fuck out of here. That's another thing in the trade we haven't even talked about. Like the yeah. Cubs are gonna pay Rizzo to play for the Yankees. Also the rest of the season. Still owed. Which But they're broke. But they're broke. Yeah. Though. But they're right. Broke. Like, what, they're what's broke. the, like, what are we doing? Like, if you're going to trade the guy, at least, see, and that, that's the thing is like, I don't know enough about the prospects to say if it's a good or a bad deal. But like, don't even like, what, like, what is that? Is that like you're, like, you're buying peace to him saying, like, hey, we're still going to pay you to go play for them though? Like, like, yeah. I, like, what is, what is this? The Yankees could pay Rizzo six million fucking dollars. It's the fucking Yankees, brother. Facts. Just whatever, dude. This is fucking stupid. Thank you, everyone, for sticking around and listening. Because this is, <laughs> I like I said at the beginning, like this is going to be one. I, me and Ron are going to remember this day, like doing this podcast for like the next couple years. We might forget it if the Cubs re-signed Rizzo, but like if they don't, this is one we're going to remember for a long time. And I am demanding a winning product sooner rather than later because. We fucking deserve it after all the bullshit that we've had that we've been put through 
since the end of 2018. Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it on the head, man. I mean, I'm just broken. I'm just broken. Yeah. I will share one more comment. Um, and then I'm just, I'm at the point where I'll cry if I keep talking. Cause I, it's just one of those days, but Marty jumping in the entire fan base despises the ownership that brought the Cubs to world series. Imagine that <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how I hate to be cliche, but you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. And unfortunately for the Ricketts, it seems like they've lived long enough to become the villain because yeah. again, you could have handled it differently. These guys could have right. gotten that, you know, that, that moment and yeah. everybody would have just been like, Hey, all right, that's awesome. At least you guys gave them the send off. We understand the business side of it, things like that. But just to yeah. add in the almost a little bit level of disrespect, to yeah. two players who literally have been the pillars of your organization for the golden era of Cubs baseball. There's never been a more successful stretch in this team's a hundred and something odd year history. Yep. And that's how it ends. Yeah. This... And it's, and it's again, it's not like one of them could suit up for tomorrow's game and then get traded before the deadline. Cause the deadline's so damn early in the day that by the time the Cubs pitch, you know, first pitch happens in Washington, DC, against the Nationals tomorrow night at 605 or whatever time it is. All these guys are gone. They're all they're all no longer Cubs because the deadline will have come and gone. So that's how yeah. that's how Anthony Rizzo's tenure ends today, ladies and gentlemen. He got to sit on the bench and crack jokes and smile all day. And you know what? It doesn't feel right. Like everyone at the ballpark should get their money back, honestly. They really should. I feel bad for every single person who is at the ballpark today. Like, because every single one of them went there to see Brian and Rizzo and Javi play. And even though they got one, they didn't get all three. And they and then two of those three didn't even make an appearance. Again, I, I wasn't even mad that they weren't in the lineup. I was just, I'm mad that they didn't get an appearance. Mm-hmm. Just an appearance. And then, you know, you get Chris Bryant sitting in the dugout after the game. Just like looking out at Wrigley Field, just like taking it in one last time. Like he's never going to say it, but he knows he's on his way out too. And that's what makes it even fucking worse, man. That he's not even getting his moment. We're talking about the 2016 National League MVP. The MVP who was on the World Series winning team that broke a 108-year curse, and he doesn't get his moment. Like, we're, we've been talking about Rizzo for 45 minutes, but Bryant's not going to get it either unless they magically don't trade him tomorrow. Like, yeah. or the today, I mean, we got, it is 643, so we got roughly, you know. There's a lot of time, less, a lot of shit. There's a lot happen. of time. Less than 24 hours though. Like Yeah. We're talking about a guy who won minor league player of the year, NL rookie of the or yeah, NL rookie of the year, National League MVP, four-time All-Star. This year has played six or seven different positions. Is just like last night. Right. Just just like Rizzo, the like the model 
the the quite literal model of an athlete that you want to represent your organization has never said a ill word about the Cubs, has never said he didn't want to play for the Cubs, has never said that, or honestly never denied any kind of deal. There was that $200 million one that was rumored like in 2018, 2019 that apparently he denied. He came out and said that he never saw anything. Whether you want to believe it or not, you gotta. Which side are you gonna choose after everything that ownership has done has has shown us the last three years? What side are you gonna take? What side are you gonna take when you look at everything that ownership has done the last three years? And then what happened today? Mm-hmm. Who whose side are you gonna take? I'm taking Chris Bryant's, and the fact that this is where we are, and he is going to go to another team, and he is going to play his balls off. You know why? Because he's gonna finally have that fucking fifty pound weight off his chest knowing that he just gets to go out there and fucking play and not have to worry about this shit. And then when he signs whatever extension to whatever team, not not extension, but whatever contract with whatever team, he is going to play like the MVP that I know that he is for the rest, for the next five years. And we as Cubs fans will sit here and we will be in pain watching him do that and also hating ownership even more because of how things worked out. I will literally put money on that ha- on that happening if the Cubs do not bring him back. Because again, this guy is everything that you want in your organization, just like Anthony Rizzo. I have been screaming it for months, man, that of the three, Rizzo and Bryant are the ones you want to keep. I love Javi, love the energy, love everything about him in terms of just how he plays the game. But if you can only keep two of three, those are the two that you got to keep. Those are the pillars. Those are the guys that keep the culture around. Those are the guys that show other young guys how to play the game, how to play the game the right way. I don't have anything else to say, man, when it comes to that shit. It's just, I just never thought it'd come to this. Like, all of it. When everything started in, like, 2018, all of it. I never thought it would come to this. It's gotten this fucking bad. And I can't blame Jed Hoyer for a lot of it. I can blame him for some of it. I can blame Theo Epstein for a lot of it. But it all points to the top, man. It all, at the end of the day, points to the top. Yep. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, the the top has the final say. And if... I mean, it even goes back like it even goes back to like Nick Castellanos. No, we paid the played the Reds today. It's kind of relatable. You you trying to tell me that Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer didn't want to keep Nick Castellanos around after 2019 the way he played had they no PS did. over a thousand? They absolutely did. You try to tell me that some like they literally traded a bucket of balls and a washing machine for him, and they got that kind of production out of him, made them look like they're fucking geniuses, and mm-hmm. you're gonna try to tell me that they didn't want to keep him around? You're going to blame them for not keeping him around. That is all on ownership. And he even, he even waited. He signed late because I think he wanted to come back to Chicago to the point where he was like, Hey, I will wait and see if you guys can make the money work. Right. And then that's just, "Mm -mm." that's just like a small example of like everything I'm trying to prove of why what happened today kind of goes with it. 
It's yeah. just bad business, like Juice said. Just bad fucking business. It's not a way to keep your players happy. I don't. If I'm Rizzo, I'm just like I'm remembering today going into the off season and better give me a fat check if I'm coming back, man. Because the way they treated him today was a slap in the face of the fans, but also to him, man. You just read that fucking tweet saying that he's just sitting on the field with his family and his dog. Yeah. Taking in and, the sights because he fucking add, loves it here. And then you add on KB sitting in the dugout after everybody else has already left. And he's right. just sitting there looking out at the field. And look at remember Nick Castellanos doing that last year or a couple yeah. years ago when he yeah. when he thought he played his last game as a cub and he just sat up at the top of the steps and just looked. It's Today was just another fucking reminder that everything that's gone wrong with the Cubs since 2018 has been solely on ownership. And I understand that there's a lot of bad owners in this city. Like, I could sit here and bitch about the McCaskies. Obviously, the Blackhawks got a whole lot of bullshit going on with just organizationally and just, like, culture-wise. You know, the White Sox and the Bulls have the same owner who quite literally is never paid a guy ever like they've never gone out and found a way to pay any of their guys like they he Jerry Reinsdorf manages his team like they're in the small market and the White Sox shouldn't be in the small market even though they I guess technically are but the Bulls definitely aren't a small market NBA team the NBA is so much better when the Bulls are good because of Michael fucking Jordan yeah so you want to talk about all those owners, and then you can throw in fucking Tom Ricketts. That's just... I just, you know, it's just tough because, you know, the Cubs don't win that World Series without Tom Ricketts, like bringing in Theo Epstein and, and, and helping change this culture. But, like, he is... He is leading this franchise back to the way that it was before. Yeah. And I just, we we as fans do not deserve it. And if you're going to do that, at least make your fucking games cheaper. Yeah, that's all I ask. If if yeah, you're going to do it, at least make the games cheaper. If you're if you're if if you're gonna, you know, obviously this year's not going to change. So good luck getting a full house the rest of the season. Now there's going to be a yeah. lot of people dressed as seats for the rest of the year, man. Yeah, and honestly, like it just even right now, it's just more so because, like. Like you said, know the room. Everybody loved Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant. They still do and still will. Like, you really couldn't do them decent enough to just give them the respect that they deserve and earned. And so now fans are going to hold that against them. And I was was talking to my dad about this the other day. And he's like, oh, you know, well, you know, they, you know, they can be okay for a couple years. I'm like, no, they can't. They don't go back to competing quickly. And especially after what just transpired today. You know who's going to feel it the hardest? Ricketts, because his pocketbooks can be a lot lighter when people stop going to games. This isn't the lovable losers of yesteryear where people would still pack the stands when they lost 100 games in a season because they were the lovable losers and they were the Chicago Cubs. It don't work that way no more, Big Pimp. People are are expecting greatness now because they finally got to taste what it's like for the Chicago Cubs to be great. And this team can be great. But if they fuck it up, man... They're going to pay. They're going to feel it. It's not going right. to be like it was where people still pack the stadium. 
Right. I bet you I, right now that if they don't fucking compete soon, like their attendance is going to look worse than the White Sox, and that's not even a jab at the White Sox. No, it's not because that team's set for the next five to six years or whatever, you know, and the way they built their team was literally just like the Cubs, how they did their rebuild. But what they what they did the what they did do that the Cubs didn't do was extend players. And I understand the Cubs won earlier than many thought. And after you win, it's hard to extend those guys because they're going to want a ton of money. But even still, like to not to not find a way to to extend Chris Bryant after 2017. After 2017, Chris Bryant had for I think for three consecutive years was a seven war player, man, or close to it. If two of those three seasons. After seventeen, or before seven, or bef- after twenty seventeen ended, he was a seven war player, and like to not to not just pay the man, to not just pay the man, like it has severely come back to haunt the Cubs, and in ways that affects not just the organization but just the fan base. Mm-hmm. Again, there's still. As much as mad as I am, as mad as I am right now, and as sad as I am, there is a little part of me in the back that's just hoping and praying that they find a way to re-sign Rizzo in the offseason. And if Chris Bryant is traded before three o'clock tomorrow, same thing for him. Yeah. It ain't gonna make anything better if they just re-sign Javi. Honestly, it'd be a bad it'd be bad a bad move if they just re-sign Javi and and not Brian or Rizzo because stats say it all. <laughs> like no, like I don't know. And and this isn't slander to Javi. This isn't slander to Javi. But I like I don't know how you as an organization could look at what those two guys have done and then looked at what Javi's done and want to not keep those two around. Right. But keep Javi right. when you have all the money to play with in the coming offseason. And all when you have tons of talent at the shortstop position. For sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. I'm right there with you, man. I, I I I agree that the only salvaging hope I have is what you said you have the back of your head is just like the offseason comes and, and maybe, just maybe, things get fixed. But as of now, There's, I don't know. It makes it, it makes it really hard to want to watch this team the rest of the year. For sure. No doubt. Honest. And I don't blame you. And it's going to be tough for me too. You know, I but I am still on the train of like, all right, once the deadline is over, at least, at least we have, you know, whoever they call up and whoever, you know, is in the minor leagues still playing. Mm-hmm. Like watching Brennan Davis highlights has been fun this year. And, you know, just – What's his name? Jake Jewell came into the game today. Like he had a nice couple innings. I don't know where they see him as part of the organization. I have no idea who the hell Jake Jewell is. But that's sure. just an example of like they're gonna call some guys up from AAA and we're gonna get a look at some guys. I understand that that is not fun like it is when you're winning, but I I stand packed that like once you get past the deadline, there is there is like you you have like that weight of just everything that we've been talking about for the last three, four years off our chests and we can go, we can f- find out what we have the rest of the season and then go in the off season and re-sign Rizzo and fucking figure it out with Bryant too. 
That, I mean, again, it's not fun and it's not the ideal situation that I want to be in. But I mean, I just hope and pray that that's what the Cubs are thinking too. That's the problem is we just don't know. We we have no idea what the direction is. They say this is a retool, like rebuild situation, but then you trade Rizzo today. I always thought that they just keep Rizzo just because fuck, like they always I always felt he was just going to be the easiest to resign. And it turns out he was the first one they moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this guy in the comments, let's bring him up. I, yeah. I just want to answer him. He says, uh, Michael Jones, IA. Um, he says, I'm frustrated too, but come on. Are you a team fan or not? I'm with the Cubs no matter what. Hey, I have I have said this many times that you know yeah. we have gone through worse times. Worse times. And even after today, there have still been worse times as a fan of this organization. Mm-hmm. Far and away, worse times. My point is, is the way that they're – running the organization is going to lead back to some of those worst times. And because the Cubs have won, and Ron, you said this, because the Cubs have won the World Series, there will be fans who aren't going to be like the fans that before they won the World Series. They're they're just not. And they shouldn't have to be, considering how much the ticket prices are. How much a goddamn beer is? It's fucking twelve fifty for a goddamn beer in the mm-hmm. fucking bleachers the other night, man. That's two dollars more than what I was paying at the hundred percent capacity game. I don't know what the hell happened, but there were twelve freaking dollars out in the bleachers instead of ten fifty. I don't know what the fuck was going on, but you know, like fans shouldn't have to feel like they go, should go and, and and represent no matter what. I understand that it's part of Cubs fandom culture before 2016, but things change. Things things are supposed to be better. The Ricketts and the front office sold us on that w- whenever they rebuilt the team, that things were going to be better, that they were going to be a competitor every single year. And for the most part, they have. The way 2018 ended, it sucks. And I wish they could have at least gone to the playoffs and had a chance in a series. Maybe we think differently about the 2018 season if they did. 2019, the they, you know, that's I mean, again, we talked about the front or not the front, but the ownership not letting Theo and Jed make moves in the offseason to supplement the lineup. They didn't. Yeah, they their payroll was one of the highest in the league. That's because Jason Hayward was making the most of his Cubs tenure that year, and because John Lester was making the most that year, and and this and that. Did they legit make any moves in the 2018 offseason? No. They signed Daniel fucking Descalso. Did they make any major trades? No. They didn't do any of that. And maybe the trade portion you can put on Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer, but ownership didn't allow them to do anything to change what was fucking broken. Mm-hmm. That's like that's the point. And, that, and we saw how it happened in 2019. They completely shit the bed in September, lost like nine in a row to the Cardinals, and there's a lot of pain. And even though they signed Kimbrell in the middle of the fucking year, he didn't get a full freaking spring training, and it showed. Mm-hmm. We saw what Kimbrell did this year with the full spring training. Why why, why did you just not sign him in, in the offseason? Maybe things would go differently with Kimbrell if you, if you just did that. Again, no one else was doing that. Like that 2019, 2018, 2019, whatever offseason, no one was like, everyone was going to this freaking spring training, signing people, but no mm-hmm. one signed Kimbrell. 
The Cubs finally get him on a short end deal, three years, $45 million, whatever. And then the pandemic happens. And the pandemic is like the only thing that I can somewhat give you know, the front office and ownership some sort of like leeway because no one can prepare for that. Mm-hmm. They lost a shit ton of money. I get it. But at the end of the day, they're fucking billionaires. And it just goes like with all that said, it goes back to just how everything ended today. That you know, fans didn't even get to watch the Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo last year, like in person. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to send off John Lester the way that we wanted to. That's that's the point. That's the point. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be a fan. I'm saying that you shouldn't give Tom Ricketts any goddamn money if they don't go out and finally fix the roster. It's mm-hmm. been three years, three right. years of the same shit. People in my mentions all the time. What did you expect? It's the same. It's the same shit every year. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, dude, I fucking know. But somehow, some way, the team's always competitive because of Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, and fucking Javi Baez. And surprisingly enough, they're fucking starting pitching outside of this year. Mm-hmm. Like that, like, like they they got every ounce of like money out of all of those guys, man. Every worth, like everything. They got them all out of everyone. The only person who hasn't lived up to anything is Jason Hayward. And that's not a knock against him. He went and got his his money and not, you know. I, yeah. I can appreciate that, but he just hasn't lived up to the, the contract. Right. So, yeah. again, Michael Jones, IA, I'm always going to fucking be a Cubs fan. I'm always going to love a team. And, yeah, I guarantee I'm probably going to go to a game in August because I fucking live three red line stops away. I'm going to go to a game in September. I already have tickets for a game in September. But – I understand if you don't want to go at the same time. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's tough. I mean, yeah, I mean, folks, I I was a Cubs fan during the Brian LaHare era. Like, let's be honest, it's been worse, but it just it sucks. And it sucks that this is like you said, Cody, if not to keep spinning our wheels here. But like, it just sucks that this is how it has to end. I mean, it's it's really unfortunate. But (sighs) yeah, man, I don't know. That's going to be a wild next, what, 12 hours or so? Yeah. Nah, a little longer than that, 18 maybe. Right. Not quite 20. You- uh, one thing I do want to, uh, my kind of closing thought before we can, I guess, kind of look ahead to tomorrow's game. Uh, if you haven't seen this picture circulating around on the internet, uh, I retweeted it. Uh, I am at least on tap on Twitter. It is, uh, I believe Jordan Bastian took this picture. Um, mm-hmm. He is the, yes, he did take this picture. Um they, they being the Rizzos, um, are out in center field and they have a professional top photographer out there. And Anthony is like this in the, the Ivy taking bad, the picture. Bad audio, great visual. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yes. Bad audio. Great, great visual. But, um, he's just like, he's got his arms spread out and he's like laying in the Ivy against the brick in center field with like the 400 signed right off to his right. And oh, it's going to be an awesome looking picture, but it, that just, I saw that and it just tugged right at that heartstring again. And I was just like, Ugh! yeah, man, yeah. I'm looking forward to his press conference. Um, again, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, especially the last couple of weeks have thought that Rizzo just has kind of quit on this team and just quit on everything. 
And I just refuse to believe that, man. I refuse to believe that. And he kind of showed it this week. He had three home runs in three straight games. You know, he's always looking, you know, smile, always smiling in the dugout, whether they're winning or losing. And some people might take that the wrong way. I take it as like he's just trying to have fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it, I, I've just – to me, I just was not going to – ever take these guys for granted i like when 2015 happened and watching how 2016 happened and the way 2016 ended i told myself i'm just never gonna take them for granted never and i was never going to say anything bad about them because it's just like these guys gave me one of the happiest moments of my life like i can't say anything more about it man like it's they deserve literally whatever they want from the Cubs in terms of just not when it comes to money. There, there's a line when it comes to money, but like they deserve whatever they ask from, say, Chicago, the fans, whatever. They deserve all of it because they gave us all something that literally took a century to do over yeah. a century. And I'm just like again, just never gonna not appreciate it. And some fans just don't do that, you know what I mean? I saw so much Rizzo slander because he's just, you know, especially after that game where he had left eight on base and you know he had that base running blunder that gave the Cardinals the win last week. Yeah. Like that's just one bad fucking game, bro. Yeah. Uh it just like it's to me it, it comes it comes down to just like what like, like, what, what did you mean the organization? Like, how did you, how'd you leave your mark? And no one has left a mark like Anthony Rizzo has, and neither is Chris Bryant. Yeah. You can talk about all. You can talk about the Hall of Famers. You can talk about Ernie Banks, Mr. Cub, all of them, and maybe they left a bigger mark. I don't know. I wasn't alive, but if we're talking about modern day Cubs. Like those guys left bigger marks than even Sammy Sosa, and Sammy Sosa saved baseball. Like literally saved baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean Joey's right in the same boat. Sad as hell. Says Rizzo was his favorite Cub since he was acquired, and I think a lot of people felt that way too. And that's what makes it even harder because he was here the longest. He was here since 2012. Fuck, yeah. I was I was a senior in high school. I was a. Freshman in high or freshman in college? No, sophomore in college. Actually, technically, when he debuted, mm-hmm. I was technically a junior in high school, so I wasn't even a senior in high school yet. I was a junior in high school when that man debuted as a Chicago Cub, and I am now an old piece of shit. Yeah. In comparison, yeah, he was here for a long time, and just fuck, I don't know, man. I'm out of. Ugh, I'm just. Uh, Do we want to? T- do, Do we, we want to talk-, talk about tomorrow's game? Not really. <laughs> I'll just tell everybody it's at 6.05. The team's going to look real fucking different. Trevor Williams is on the bump. And we just still don't know who's pitching for the <laughs> no. for the Nationals. No, because Scherzer's <laughs> probably going to San Diego, according to all reports today. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I will I will share this, though. We have a fly the W pick, and Garrett's fly the W pick is whoever buys the Cubs after Tom Ricketts goes bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. I, will, so, I do want to – I, I don't want to end the episode on a positive note because it's just meant to be sad and just like, you know, looking back on some of our favorite moments and shit. But I do, I did like the trade for, 
uh, the the Ryan Tapera trade today. Yeah. I do think Bailey Horn is going to be a nice piece in the future. It's not going to be one of those where we're going to be talking about, hey, 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 thanks, White Sox, one day. But I do think that he can be a very nice piece uh, for the Cubs, whether it's in the bullpen or starting rotation. Um, the Cubs, as far as bringing in talent, they're stockpiling on left-handed prospects, like power lefties. And I do think that that is a good way to win games because that was something that they really just have never had, yeah. you know, two or three years ago. And that's something that they've really been doing uh, when you look at the last two drafts and now this trade deadline. So, again, it wasn't like a blockbuster trade. It wasn't Eloy and Dylan Cease level. But I think this trade is actually one that I think both teams will win unless Ryan Tapera just really shits his pants at the White Sox and Bailey Horn goes on to become a Hall of Famer. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I think that's yeah. I think that's well said. Uh, I think you know that that trade that did happen earlier was I think truly a definition of like I think that works out well for both teams of where they are at and what they need and um, yeah. completely agree. And he was a fifth round pick in 2020. There's only five rounds in 2020 MLB draft. So, I mean, you know, 95, 96 fastball, whatever. Like I said, power yeah. lefty. You know, I. He, uh, you know, it's number 23 in the Sox, uh, you know, farm system. system. And they, their system much better than the Cubs at this point. So he's probably going to be closer to the top 10 uh, whenever they adjust that for the Cubs. Yeah. Um, I, so, I was going to say, I felt like mid-teens was a good spot to put him. Yeah. And he hasn't even had a full major league season yet. So, you know, he could be – higher next year like this is a ranking that he was put at before the year so right you know we'll we'll see where he's at when they come out with new rankings and and stuff like that so i i am hopeful that the cubs get some value out of him in a couple years i i on mlb pipeline it said the estimated time was 2023 so you know oh. maybe maybe we'll see i, I don't know he he here, went here to college he, he was a college pitcher so i expect him to be up within a couple years yeah, so uh, fun fact, the MLB.com must be like updating as we speak because I saw something earlier about um, uh, Deke, um, or Dykeman is how you pronounce his oh, name. Oh, Dykeman or whatever? Yeah, I learned today it's Dykeman. Um, it's Dykeman? Is okay. how you pronounce it, Dykeman. But he, they said he, when they reevaluated where he was in the organization, is now the 15th ranked prospect, and that's already been updated. I scrolled down, and according to this, Bailey Horn is already on the Cubs list, and he's at number thirty. Oh, okay. Well, so that says a that, lot. That says that a lot more about the Cubs system, I think. Then, yeah, it says that yeah. the Cubs system probably after it gets regraded is probably going to be a lot better than it was coming into the season. And I believe that because they have done a really good job scouting. We've given a lot of credit to Dan Kantrovitz. You know, I've, we've been shitting on the Cubs front office ownership or whatever for the last hour and basically the last hour and five minutes or an hour and 15. So like the last 10 minutes, we've been talking about the to trade, but you know, again, they're just because I'm shitting on them doesn't mean that like, I don't think they're good at their jobs. It just comes back to just like how they do things, how they, how they send guys off and stuff. And that's like, that's honestly what we have really been bitching about for the last hour is just like how today ended so I don't want people to get confused and thinking that like, oh, I just said all this shit about the front office and ownership, but 
but then talked about how I thought that this trade was good. It's like, yeah, I think they're good at their jobs. It's more of just like, again, sending anything Rizzo off like this was just fucking bad, just stupid. And it should have been better. And he deserves better. And I think everyone in the stream that was in the stream today agrees with that. So, um, this is probably one of our longest shows in a long time, but it was well worth it. it. And I, if you've made it this far, I appreciate it. And, you know, I'm interested to know what everyone's thoughts are, you know, feel free to DM me or, you know, tweet at me, whatever, because I, if you have any hilarious photos of Anthony Rizzo, just at me and I'll fucking retweet that shit. Cause that guy, I just want him to just be all over my fucking timeline for the next 24 hours. Sounds pretty good. I'm not going to lie. That sounds really good. Yeah. Ready to do the uh, the old spiel to close this thing down? Give me your best Pat Sajak on a day like today, brother. Oof. Well, Cubs on Tap, the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sports Network. You can go ahead and check out all of our great work, www.ontapsportsnet.com, at ONTAP Sportsnet on social media. Follow the pod-specific accounts at Cubbies on Tap, uh, C-U-B-B-I-E-S. That's Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Loose on Tap. Cody's at Cody on Tap on Twitter. Follow all of our great people at Juice on Tap, who you heard from a little bit earlier, at the, at Joe Maris, at The Riot 326, at Marty Laval, and all the other great contributors here for Cubs uh, at ONTAP Sportsnet. We have other great teams, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, all very active. You're well aware of what's going on, and yes, Cubs fans. Actually, today, I don't even give a shit, we, but we have White Sox coverage, and they do a good job. Just You got friends, tell them about us, okay? I just I, I, I can't even be like Kirky and funny today. It's just not happening, but just once again, happening. the ONTAP Sports Network, go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports, and a quick little thank you to this beauty right here. Oh, yeah, brother. Rizzo. I literally have never worn this because it's the World Series jersey, and I was terrified to All wear right. it with the gold. Today was the first day I put it on, and it felt appropriate. <laughs> I to have be the one first day to put it on. I have a World Series jersey like that too, but it's a Schwarber. Nice. I've worn it a couple of times. Nice. They're okay to I wear. Like so yeah, I know. I'm just well. I can, I don't fit in it anymore, so I literally can't oh. wear it. Um, okay. So now I can go like shadow box it or something and like put it up on the wall, but. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't. I can't wear it. It's uh, it's too big on me. This is what happens when you lose a bunch of weight between buying jerseys and but this doesn't pan out. You'll have it's that. Okay. I'll tell you what, though. I am still going to hold out hope that uh, you know. Final thought, Cody, before we uh, close this thing down. Anthony, Chris, and Nick are all back with the team next year. <laughs> I'm holding out hope, baby. DH is going to I will publicly apologize to the entire organization and all the people who may have disagreed with anything I said in this fucking stream today, which I don't think anyone did, but if you did feel free to DM me at Cody on tap on Twitter, I will publicly apologize like in a video or whatever. If the Cubs find a way to extend Chris Bryant, re-sign Anthony Rizzo and bring Nick Castellanos back to where he belongs. So, yeah. Hey, real quick, uh, before we jump off, uh, just in case anybody listens to this or lives under a rock or is still on the live stream, uh, according to Jeff Passan, as of three minutes ago, breaking, the Los Angeles Dodgers are making significant progress on a deal that would send them star right-hander Max Scherzer and star shortstop Trey Turner in a prospect-laden deal. Whoa, dude! That they're gonna the the Nationals are, or who? Yeah, the Nationals are gonna get so many prospects back for those two guys. Because the Dodgers have a deep farm system. Oh yeah, that's 
that's actually a good move for them because Seager's a free agent after the and season Turner, and Trey Turner's got control. Yeah, he's well, got one no, more year. He's got one more, he year. one more year. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they just like Turner more than Seager. I know Seager's kind of injury prone, but Turner's real. He's having a huge year this year. I was really hoping the Cubs might just find a way to fuck around and get him, but get they don't have the they don't have the prospects though, or they don't want to trade the prospects. And the Nationals obviously aren't going to trade Turner for Javi Baez. So, no. no anyway, that'd be interesting. Right, I guess we'll see. Um, I don't know how we're going to do the show this weekend, but stay tuned. Hopefully, uh, yeah, you know, we'll have a show tomorrow. I don't. I can't promise how deep it goes into the game, or it'd probably be a lot of what happened during the day talk. Right. And then we'll all need to be on Saturday, probably. We could do. We could do like a trade deadline show. I don't know because the deadline's at three, ends at three, but the game is at six. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll I mean, figure if it lines it up. I know there was a couple of people that jumped in the live stream earlier in the week with Juice and I mentioning about doing a, a live show, kind of for the deadline type thing. So. Maybe that's mm-hmm. something we can explore tomorrow. We'll be the Cubs on Tap gang will be in in touch in the morning, and we'll figure mm-hmm. that out. Yeah. But, All right, man. Well, uh, again, thanks for everyone for listening. And uh, you know, I'll just end my two cents is just thank you, Anthony. You were you just you 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 changed my life, and I'm never gonna forget you. And honestly, the jersey I'm wearing, I should probably just frame it and fucking put it on a wall because that's where it belongs. It's just to never be worn again and just, you know, hung up in in the lore of just like in like praising you because uh, that's just how I look at you. But uh, yeah, man, this was as, as, as sad as it was. It was still sort of fun because at least I could sit here and, you know, air the grievances and at least people listening could relate to what we were saying. And in, in, in a weird way, it was like, that's, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a needed, like almost therapy session in a way of, you know, like you said, airing grievances and just yeah. feeling better. But yeah, I second everything you said, man. Thank you to Anthony Rizzo for everything that dude's done as a cub and continues to do just as a human being. Cause he's incredible. And we would, uh, we would, we would expect nothing less. So, um, I'm not. I, I I can't even end it with a let's go Cubbies. I can only end it with a thank you Rizzo. That's the only thing I can say, Cody. I got you. I'm with you. Uh, should we both do it at the same time? Yeah, we can do that. All right. All right. One more time. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony.